Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. A landmark case before the U.S. Supreme Court today on the Second Amendment. Former President Donald Trump uh, still under gag orders, multiple gag orders in our country right now. And the government spying on all of us. Just another day, kids. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. No question about it, Alan Dershowitz is the man when it comes to all these issues. And he joins me right now. His new book, brand new, just out, The War Against Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. I should say it's out for pre-order. It'll be officially released on December 5th. The War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. Professor Dershowitz, thanks for joining me. Well, thanks. Thanks so much. It's a... A lot of news to cover, both from the Supreme Court to um, to Israel to uh, President Trump. What are your quick thoughts on the case before the court today regarding these domestic violent uh, orders? Well, I'd love to have heard the argument, so then I would have been able to give you, uh, you know, an intelligent assessment of the outcome. It's a very hard case because, on the one hand, the Second Amendment clearly gives Americans the right to bear arms, uh, but the courts have said it's subject to reasonable restrictions. And the question is whether the restriction on people who have had domestic violence complaints is narrow enough. My guess is that it's not narrow enough. It's a little too broad that the court will say that if you require a conviction for gun use previously, then that would be reasonable. But just, you know, any kind of domestic abuse could be very broadly defined to really deny people their right to bear arms. So it's going to be a close case, and I think it'll depend largely on how the chief justice votes. And the question of an accusation versus a conviction, right? Because when you, it's an accusation, no. it's just merely that. Oh, believe me, I know that. I was <laughs> accused. Uh, and then the woman admitted that she may have mistaken me for somebody else. and uh, I went through hell as the result of a false accusation. So I know that, and I've had clients, obviously, who've been falsely accused. And Ultimately, the victims have admitted they made it up. And so, uh, and particularly in domestic areas, that's where false accusations are most common. Often they're part of divorce proceedings, they're part of child custody proceedings. And so the first thing that uh, the person does is to say, oh, my God, he, he threatened me, abused me, touched me. So 
I think the court should uh, look skeptically on accusations of, of abuse, and we'll see what happens. The other question I wanted to ask you about, I mean, you're, you're the guy who wrote the book about the war against Donald Trump as well. And right. uh, yeah. the gag orders against him, I was shocked to hear the ACLU finally come out and say that the gag order imposed by uh, the special counsel, the judge in that case, and the federal case is unconstitutional. Uh, I, I think all these gag orders against him are completely unconstitutional. I mean, you have a First Amendment right to criticize the government. This is the government coming after him here. Absolutely. They're all unconstitutional because he's presumed innocent. And unless they can impose the same gag order on you and me, they shouldn't be able to impose it on him, except to the extent of directly influencing witnesses, intimidating witnesses. But judges, you know, everybody should have the right to call a judge a thug or his law clerk. They're government officials. And uh, they have, you know, you have the highest right to criticize the government. My God, what Thomas Jefferson said about people in the government, what Alexander Hamilton said, go back in the day, they were using much, much rougher language. So I think these gag orders are unconstitutional, except to the extent that they prevent intimidation of witnesses or jurors. And of course, in the case of New York, there's no jury. Right. There's in that- Washington, there is potentially a jury, but we're a long way from that. So I don't think any of these gag orders um, should withstand analysis. And it's about time the ACLU got involved. Look, if they can defend Nazis, they can surely defend ordinary Americans uh, who uh, um, uh, want to say negative things about their government, even if they're under indictment. Now, well said. That's a good segue into your new book, which is coming out early December and available for pre-order yeah. now. The War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. Tell us about it. Well, most of the people who are now being called pro-Palestinian are not pro-Palestinian. If you're pro-Palestinian, you should be anti-Hamas. These are people who started uh, attacking Israel before Israel fired a single shot. Uh, These were bullies and bloodthirsty neo-Nazis, basically, who attacked Israel right after Hamas beheaded, raped, kidnapped, murdered uh, 1,400 Israeli Jews. And so it had nothing to do with what Israel did in response. These are people who just took advantage of Israel being weak um, to show their, their true colors. Uh, these kids from Harvard are no different from Hitler Youth. Um, in the 1930s in Harvard, there were a lot of students at Yale who supported Hitler. And uh, remember that students brought the Ayatollah to power and also helped Stalin maintain power and helped Hitler maintain power. So, you know, I taught students for 50 years, and don't tell me, oh, they're merely children. They they can be very, very evil people. And the students who signed these attacks on Israel before Israel ever fired a single shot are evil people. And if you let them get away with it, Hamas is just going to repeat what it's done. It's already threatened. It said, this is the beginning. We're going to do it over and over again. And, of course, they, they will because they win. They use what I call the dead baby strategy. They kill Israelis. They know Israel will have to respond to rocket attacks. They purposely put young children, babies, women, the elderly in the way. They said it in the book. I quote them from saying it. Uh, and they anticipate that some innocent civilians will die. Uh, and then they parade the babies in front of CNN. And the world sheds a tear and never asks the question, why are these people dying? Not because of Israel, but because of the uh, of Hamas. I'll give you just an example, a common example. Let's assume I go and rob a bank and uh, the police come in and start to arrest me. And I grab you, one of the customers of the bank, as a, as, as a hostage. And I start shooting from behind you 
using you as a shield, and I'm killing people. And the policeman then tries to shoot me with a bag and shoots you. Who's guilty of the murder? Not the policeman, even though he fired the shot. I'm guilty of the murder. I was the one who held you as a hostage. And so the same thing is true. Under any rule of law, it's Hamas who's guilty for every single one of the deaths that resulted from them using children, babies, women, the elderly as human shields. And the world has to come to recognize that. Otherwise, Hamas can do it over and over again. And then it's coming to a theater near you. Because they're run by Iran, and Iran has already called America the big devil and Israel the little devil. So who do you think they're going to come after? They're going to come after you. It's coming to a theater near you. You are, of course, uh, an esteemed law professor at Harvard University Law School. And uh, what's going on at Harvard, the protests, you're also obviously one of the, the, I'd say, strongest defenders of freedom of speech in the country. How do we balance what's going on in these college campuses where you've got these these pro-Hamas protesters? Go ahead. It's very simple. You ask the question, would, how would you treat a Ku Klux Klan group that said that it's okay to lynch African-Americans because they're uppity? How would you treat them? Just treat Hamas the same way. How would you treat a group of sexists who formed the club saying any woman who's raped, it's their fault for wearing provocative clothing? How would you treat a club of homophobic people who started a club that said, um, oh, any gay who shot uh, it's because of their lifestyle. Just treat Hamas exactly the same way. If you would allow the other groups to have free speech, hey, I'm in favor of speech, speech, free speech, let them have free speech. But if you would ban them or discipline the students if they were anti-gay, anti-black, etc., then you have to take the same actions against uh, people who are anti-Jewish. And uh, one university, finally Brandeis University, did that. And it banned the um, uh, students for injustice in Palestine. They call themselves students for justice in Palestine. They don't want justice. They don't want a two-state solution. They just want to see the end of Israel. Um, so uh, Brandeis finally banned them basically because they said they wouldn't have not, Nazis have a club on campus. They wouldn't have the Ku Klux Klan. And so these are just neo-Nazis. They're, they're not wearing swastikas. They're wearing green headbands. But they're advocating the same thing. Uh, you know, no, no Jews. Uh, Palestine will be free. Free of what? Free of Jews from the river to the sea. And then the most despicable signs are the ones that say, clean, clean the world of Jews. That's what the Nazis said. They called Jews dirty and filthy and, 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 and you know, infested. And that's the oldest anti-Semitic uh, trope, dirty Jews. So when you say clean the world of Jews, you're just emulating the Nazis. Uh, Der- Professor Dershowitz, uh, in your book, The War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism, do you get into Benjamin Netanyahu at all? Do, do, you, do you talk about him? What are your thoughts on, on, on him personally right now? Well, I had dinner with him just a week before this happened. I had dinner with him the Friday night, not the day before the Saturday, but the week before the Saturday. And, you know, he was in good spirits. He was interested in compromising on judicial reform. I've known Bibi for 53 years and, you know, we're friends, um, but uh, he has to take responsibility for uh, failing to have the right people uh, in the intelligence services and also for the failure to respond quickly enough. It took them too long to respond um, to the ongoing massacre. So, um, uh, you know, BB has a lot to answer for. And once the war is over, I think there'll be a commission of inquiry and uh, he'll have to answer. We'll see what his answers are. Maybe he has good reasons. Maybe it wasn't his fault. Maybe it was the fault of other people. But when you're the prime minister, basically, you know, the buck stops there.
Last question for you, because I know you got to run. Sure. How, how do we end Hamas barbarism? You, you bring up Iran. How do we not get into World War III here? Because obviously I know that that's a concern. Well, we won't get into World War III if Israel bombs the uh, Iranian nuclear reactor, which it should do, and should never allow Iran to develop nuclear weapons. Um, and so the two goals, I think, are destroying Hamas and destroying Iran's nuclear uh, weapons program. And I think those can be done uh, without um, provoking China or or Russia. I don't think China or Russia wants uh, a war. Uh, China is interested in Taiwan. Russia is interested in Ukraine. I think they're, and, and you know, they're interested in Iran, but I don't think they're going to come to the defense of Iran. They'll give them weapons. They'll give them, <clears throat> you know, anti-ballistic missiles or anti-whatever, but I don't think they're going to go to war. We never should have helped Iran build that nuclear reactor no, in the first place. Why Barack not. Obama did that is just beyond me. Look, Barack Obama has been a villain in this whole thing. He issued a statement the other day. I just wrote an article about it in which he basically compared these massacres, these rapes, these beheadings to Israel's um, occupation of Gaza, which doesn't exist. Israel ended its occupation of Gaza in 2005. They not only removed all settlers and all soldiers, they even dug up their dead bodies from graves and took them out of the Gaza Strip, and Obama obnoxiously and obscenely um, um, compared these brutal, brutal murders to Israel's disputed and controversial occupation. And that will just encourage uh, groups like Hamas to continue to brutalize innocent civilians, not only in Israel, but around the world. So I think that Obama has... Uh, shame on him for what he did. And I used to vote for him. I would never, ever support him, vote for him, or actually talk to him again. I, my relationship with him was over. I knew he was a student. I was at the White House repeatedly when he was president. Uh, that's over. Amazing, amazing stuff. Can't wait for the book, The War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. Pre-order it today. It comes out December 5th. Professor Alan Dershowitz, thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. There you go. Professor Dershowitz burying Barack Obama. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well said. Well done. Excellent. Good. I could not agree more. Could not agree more. Uh, 855-839-1210 is the number on Twitter at Rich Zioli. And and let let me just make a point, too, about what he said about college campuses. And and this is a key point. I've talked about this with my friend Liz Wolf, too. From Reason.com, because as you know, I'm an absolute, I'm a free speech absolutist. And so is Dershowitz and so is Liz. And uh, but the thing about it is that colleges have not been free speech absolutists. They've been the opposite. They have been censoring speech. They've been politicizing speech. They've been shutting down groups they don't like. They've been canceling speakers. Either I, I told you the story of when I went out to Berkeley, I flew out to Berkeley, California to stand in solidarity with Ann Coulter and Milo Yiannopoulos. Back in 2015, Patrick was just a baby back then. And yes, Anne did not show, which is why to this day she's still dead to Dawn Stenslin. She's still dead to her. But I uh, did the show from Berkeley. I, I wanted to be out there to make a case and say this is this is where free speech was born. We're not going to allow them to use the heckler's veto to silence conservative speakers. And that is ridiculous. Colleges have been doing this for years. They shut down pro-life groups. They shut down pro-life speakers. They shut down pro-Israel groups and pro-Israel speakers. Uh, they, they cite s- student safety. Y- you know, they won't allow a debate on abortion, for example, because a young woman, a college woman who may have had one would be triggered by hearing about it. So they won't allow a debate to occur. They, they ban 
I mean, colleges have been ground zero for censorship. So that's what I mean. You know, if colleges had a policy, universities had a policy and say, look, you know, we we welcome all thoughts, even the even the ugly ones. You know, if if the Skokie Nazis want to march here, we're going to let them because that's it's, that's college. That's the university. And we we stand with free speech. And that's the bottom line. But they have they've not they've been they've been the opposite. The 180 of that extreme where they have said we get to say what what's appropriate on campus and what isn't. And so if that's the case, then, you know, your chickens have come home to roost, as they say. And now you have all these pro Hamas groups out there um, and they're and they and, and people are pushing back. Donors are pushing back in colleges and saying you're not going to get our money if you allow these groups to be there. And, and, and if the colleges had had a solid record of being able to turn around and say, look, we we don't censor anybody. We just don't. But you've had colleges cancel comedians. I mean, how many times have we had comedians on this show who said they won't play college campuses? They, they canceled Jim Brewer because Jim Brewer wouldn't get the freaking COVID vax. That colleges wouldn't let him play it as, at, at, on, on campus. They've canceled comedians because their jokes might trigger people. So, you know, this is why I have a hard time rushing to the defense of the pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian uh, rights groups on campus because these are the very same people that were all in on censorship. You know, the, the purple-haired LGBTQ++ IA, every letter of the alphabet group, they were the ones who wanted people shut down and canceled. I mean, it was an LG... Ironically enough, it was, Milo Yiannopoulos is not gay anymore, but he was at the time. And, uh, I mean, allegedly, I don't know. But anyway, at the time, he was gay. Milo was banned from speaking at Berkeley because the LGBTQ plus plus IA every letter of the alphabet group, although I think back then they might not have had the plus signs yet. I'm not quite sure. They didn't want him to speak and he was gay at the time. So, I mean, the purple haired pro-Palestinian students, they're the first ones that want to shut down when Dennis Prager is going to speak or Ben Shapiro is going to speak or somebody else. Like, like, spare me. You know what I mean? Give me a break. I, I, you don't ask me then to come to your defense and rush because you want to have your little pro Hamas rally on a college campus. Yeah, you you were the first ones to run to the line and scream about being triggered and your feelings and and words can hurt you and you don't want to even be exposed to the speaker. You didn't have to go to the speaker, but just seeing the fact that the college was having a speaker on campus was enough to trigger you and to make you complain and not want to not want to be there anymore. It's like Matt DeSantis. What was recently? There was a story about this too, where I, I believe a college canceled a speaker. Before the speaker spoke, because the students whined that this, the mere presence of that speaker on campus would trigger the little snowflakes, right? Just the very presence of this. I feel like that happens uh, maybe once or twice a week at this point. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. You, I, I would say narrow it down to the last 150 times that that happened I in the last... I know it's happened several times to Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like the, their number one target, I think. See that? Um, I have uh, a very smart friend commenting. We might have just gotten a national news nugget with that Obama comment. So do that thing you do, Matt DeSantis. Yeah, that was pretty big. So do that thing you do. What's that thing? That turn I it into something. We are going to. I'm turning it into Henry, something. Henry, do the thing that you do. Yeah. We're turning it into right something. now. Let's get something big there. This is perfect timing right before um, his uh, husband, I mean, uh, his wife, Michelle, runs for president, potentially. Allegedly. So. Uh, anyway, 855-839-1210 is the number if you'd like to weigh in today on all the things we are discussing. And I also love Dershowitz's, po- Dershowitz's point on the gag orders. I mean, this is the government coming after him. If I had had another couple minutes with him, I would have asked him about the 
the the point of it being a civil trial. You know, I have a real problem with this idea that it's a civil trial, given how punitive the damages are that he's facing in this case. And it's the government going after him. For example, I, I'll give you a, a better way to look at it. If say say I haven't I, I, something goes wrong because of a, of a drug I've taken, obviously not the covid vaccine, since they were all shielded from, you know, any lawsuits by the government. Say, say I, I, I take a drug and the drug gives me very bad effects. I die, a family member dies, something like that. And I sue the pharmaceutical company and I win $60 billion in a settlement. I, may, I probably won't ever see that money, but that, that happens in civil cases. And obviously you have a lot of very rich lawyers in this city who have great seats behind home plate at Citizens Bank Park and never freaking stand, even in the playoffs. And they have made billions of dollars for their firms on these kind of massive Injury cases, massive injury cases. I don't have a problem with that. That's a, those are civil cases. This is when a private entity is sued by another private entity. In this case, though, it's the government of the state of New York going after the Trump organization and Donald Trump. How the hell is this a civil case? It's classified. I understand it's classified that way under New York statute. I get that. I know. I understand that point. But it completely violates the spirit of the Sixth Amendment. Well, the Sixth Amendment, we have a jury trial because the government, if the government's going to take away your life, your liberty, or your property, you have a right to a, a trial by a jury of your peers. The state of New York is trying to take away Donald Trump's property, every almost every last dollar of it, and in, in doing so, is liberty. And in doing so, you could argue, I mean, not is li- they literally meant your life because the death penalty was on the books back then. So I'm not going to make a philosophical leap there there's i mean the reason why the death penalty is constitutional is because at the time of the founding of the constitution the death penalty was legal so that's how i know that it's not unconstitutional but anyway i digress the point is that if the government's going to take away your life your liberty or your property you deserve to have a jury trial the 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 case against trump in new york is so massive it takes everything away from him destroys his financial empire destroys his reputation and again, it's the government doing it. It's not Wells Fargo suing him because they, they're angry about the home equity line of credit he took out of the HELOC against uh, Mar-a-Lago, which he didn't. I'm, not, I'm just using that as an example. That would be a civil case. You know, if, if Liberty Mutual was, was suing him because they, they felt that he exaggerated what the property was worth and, or he undervalued it and they, 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 he didn't pay enough on his premiums, that's a civil case. That's a civil matter. When the government's doing it, even though none of these private entities ever complained, you know, none of the banks, none of the, the lenders, none of the insurance companies ever complained when the government does that and then can take away your entire empire and crush you. That's not civil. That's criminal. I don't care if it doesn't carry jail time. There are criminal doesn't just mean jail. The, the, the punitive damages here are so destructive. He deserves a jury trial, period, period. And I loved how the media got it all wrong coming out and saying he could have had one. No, he couldn't. The attorney general of New York, Letitia James, who is a political hack who's running for governor of New York. She's using this. She ran on a platform of, of, of getting Trump and stopping Trump. Now she's using this on a platform to run for governor of New York. And she's not the first attorney general of New York to run for governor. She's in a long line of people that have done that. But that's what's happening here, and it's just absolutely outrageous. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Okay, so Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. This is an outstanding time, really, to get to Cherry Hill Volvo because they're doing a massive renovation. They are beginning an exciting re- re- renovation of their dealership. This has been a family dealership for decades. 
Judith Krupnik's father started the dealership. It's been in the family the entire time. It's not one of those big conglomerates, which is why I love it. But that renovation means it's a great opportunity for you to purchase the Volvo of your dreams. They need to make room for all of the construction equipment. So this month, take their already generous offers and add these incredible incentives on top. Ready? An additional $1,000 off all new Volvos plus owner loyalty. And $2,000 off when you're financing or leasing through Volvo Cars. Plus a $7,500 lease rebate on all plug-in Volvos. The dedicated professionals at Cherry Hill Volvo pride themselves on always delivering the luxury experience you deserve. And they'll certainly continue to do that throughout the remodeling of their dealership. It's why I chose and continue to choose Cherry Hill Volvo. I love my Volvo and you will too. Cherry Hill Volvo is the most accessible Volvo dealer to Philly and South Jersey right across the bridge. Judith, Yosef, and the entire team look forward to meeting you. Cherry Hill Volvo is where relationships matter. They prove it every day. So go see them today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Okay, so... It is election day. Get out there and vote today. I think it's very, very important that you do that. We'll check in with our buddy Senator Mike Testa at 5 o'clock today. We'll check in with Matt Rooney at 6 o'clock on all the Jersey shenanigans that are going on across the uh, region. Uh, But this Supreme Court case today, there's a lot to get to with that. I'm also going to cover that for you. But I want to play you a clip from Professor Jonathan Turley. Since we're on the the issue of Donald Trump and this, this fraud trial. and you know, everything that we talked about yesterday, we had Alina Haber come out and give a speech. You had Trump come out and, and call the attorney general racist. 
The attorney general comes out and talks to the cameras. I just want to remind you of something. You know, if the attorney general of the state of New York was not a political hack, the attorney general would stay nowhere, would go nowhere near this case. She wouldn't. But this is an opportunity for Letitia James, who ran in a platform of getting Donald Trump, to mug it up for the cameras and to audition for governor of New York. That's what she wants to do. She wants to follow in the pathway of Spitzer and Cuomo, and she wants to become governor of New York. And she's doing this because why not? It's a great media opportunity. She's the attorney general. She doesn't have to be there. She doesn't need to be anywhere near that courtroom. But she she will not miss an opportunity to take a shot at Donald Trump in front of the cameras. She knows it'll make national news. I mean, it's smart political strategy. Why wouldn't you? But it, it proves, though, that she has political ambitions. So otherwise, what, what are you doing there? Go back to your office in Albany or your office in New York City and, and do other things. You don't, you don't need to be there commenting on every aspect of this trial. But it's a great, oh, is it a great chance to get in front of the cameras? Is it not a great chance to get your face out there in the national news and prove to the voters that you are fulfilling your campaign promise? Which was to get Donald Trump, to stop Donald Trump. Now, the Constitution gives Congress the ability to deal with presidents who abuse their office. It's called impeachment. There's nothing in the impeachment clause of the Constitution that says, oh, and also the attorney general for the state of New York. Yet she vowed that she was going to hold Donald Trump accountable as president (laughs) for potential foreign business dealings. That's not the job of the attorney general. It doesn't matter if his private businesses are based in New York. If the president abuses his office and takes bribes, then the Congress deals with that through impeachment, which is what they're doing with Joe Biden, because Joe Biden literally did take bribes as vice president of the United States of America, according to the evidence that James Comer and his committee have put out. That's why we have the impeachment clause, which covers the vice president, too, obviously. But it doesn't the impeachment clause doesn't doesn't have an asterisk and say and also the attorney general for New York. She also has the oversight of the president of the United States of America. It's ridiculous. But Letitia James is a politician and she loves the camera and she loves the entertainment value of this. And I guarantee you she will run for governor. There's no question in my mind about that. This is Professor Jonathan Turley commenting on that aspect of the trial cut two. Our research to look back, there's not been one case brought in New York state where there was no wronged party that brought the case for overvaluing real estate assets. This is an unprecedented case in New York state. Is that true? And if so, what's going on here? Well, I could find no case anywhere like this. And it, part of the problem is the underlying law, which doesn't require any victim. It doesn't require anyone to lose money. You know, the banks were not complaining. They apparently made money. Right. Uh, but that doesn't matter. And you have the AG, James, who ran on being a political activist. She ran on saying that she would bag Trump for anything. You know, this is the same attorney general that sought to dissolve the National Rifle Association. That was one of her other big efforts and now she's trying to ban Trump from doing business in New York and a lot of New Yorkers love it you know this crosses the line from law to entertainment but it should be concerning for people uh, because it does appear that this is a case uniquely uh, created for Trump under a law that hasn't been used in the same way against others exactly Exactly. And that's the problem. And that's the problem with this entire thing is that you have a situation now where they are dedicated to stopping the president of the former president from having the ability 
to defend himself in the court of public opinion. This is a very strategic argument that they're doing here. You realize this, right? To not allow him to fight on the in the court of public opinion. When you're running for president. You have you, there, there's there's the court of public opinion. He's also having to deal with the courtroom, but the court of public opinion matters just as much. Most people, if they're charged with a crime, the advice the attorney gives you is to exercise your Fifth Amendment right and just shut up, say nothing, nada, zilch. Say, but you can't do that if you're running for president. You can't. You have to go out there and you have to defend yourself. But more importantly is the ability to empathize with people who have seen the government go after them. How many black Americans out there have felt that the government has unfairly gone after them in various different ways, for example, over the years for various different things? I'm not talking about cops. I'm talking about the government. I'm talking about the government of the United States of America or the government of Philadelphia. Uh, uh, Racist things like uh, soda taxes, which uh, target African-Americans and menthol cigarette bans, which target black smokers. All kinds of things like that. Um, the, the, the games that the government plays all the time with allowing, for example, illegal immigration in this country that directly cuts into people's jobs. So, you know, this is a government that has targeted people left and right. And Trump has the ability to empathize with that. And then he has the ability to empathize with the suburban moms. Because I keep hearing about how they're going to matter in 2024. The suburban moms are everything. I keep hearing this argument. Well, a lot of suburban moms were shut down and silenced by facebook by twitter by school boards by the government of the united states of america dared to speak out at school board meetings they would be told they'd be a domestic violent terrorist there'd be an fbi agent in the back of the room and they also received vile hate messages from their so-called friends and neighbors on social media who would call them bigots and would say that you're an intolerant person and they would they would go after them on instagram and facebook for example and trump can empathize with these people too and a lot of those people were the ones who said, oh, his mean tweets, I'll never vote for him because his some tweets are, so they're so mean. Well, in, in politics, empathy, putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, being able to understand what they understand, feeling it, looking it through their lens, that's huge. It's huge. And this is something the government wants to take away from them. They do. And they don't want him to be able to defend himself. So I, I, I've, I've had it with this. Uh, these gag orders are just absolutely outrageous. Let me share with you as well, since we're talking about these college campuses, just to kind of tie a bow in what Dersh said. And if you missed it, Ellen Dershowitz hammered Barack Obama. And we, do we have that clip? Do we have the clip yeah, isolated? I have that isolated right now if you want to hear it again. I would love to hear it. In case you missed it, this is Professor Alan Dershowitz. I, I brought up Barack Obama in the interview. This is what he said. We never should have helped Iran build. We never should have helped Iran build that nuclear reactor no, in the first place. Why Barack not. Obama did that is just beyond me. Look, Barack Obama has been a villain in this whole thing. He issued a statement the other day. I just Stop it right there. It. Barack Obama has been a villain in this whole thing. Man, is that a quote from Professor Alan Dershowitz? Hello? Oh, I didn't know if you wanted my reaction. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to it. He didn't stop there. But how good is that, though? How good is that? Just saying. Sorry, go ahead. I was surprised he said it, because I know those two used to be pretty friendly. Well, then he goes on into how he's, he, he voted are. for him. He knew him, he yeah. knew him right? Well, yeah, here, here we go. I just wrote an article about it in which he basically compared these massacres, these rapes, these beheadings to Israel's um, occupation of Gaza, which doesn't exist. Israel ended its occupation of Gaza in 2005. 
they not only removed all settlers and all soldiers, they even dug up their dead bodies from graves and took them out of the Gaza Strip. And Obama obnoxiously and obscenely um, um, compared these brutal, brutal murders to Israel's disputed and controversial occupation. And that will just encourage uh, groups like Hamas to continue to brutalize innocent civilians, not only in Israel, but around the world. So I think that Obama has uh, shame on him for what he did. And I used to vote for him. I would never, ever support him, vote for him, or actually talk to him again. I, my relationship with him was over. I knew he was a student. I was at the White House repeatedly when he was president. Uh, that's over. Wow. Boom. Boom. You have to answer for Santino, Carlo. Mike, you got it all wrong. Ah, that little farce you played with my sister. You think that could fool the Corleone? I love it. I love it. I just figured out how to use this freaking thing, by the way. After how many years I've been on the air here? <laughs> well, usually you just start poking away at it. I know, but now I just figured out that there it's labeled alphabetically, sort of, and it even has different things like Godfather, for example. So I'm looking for a Godfather clip. I just have to go to Godfather. Yeah, Jim Kelly did a good job of uploading a lot of uh, movie quotes. He really did. Let's see now. And I got Zioli. Zioli drops two. And Zio- <laughs> that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Z- Zioli instant replay. Oh. <laughs> that one should probably get a new label. We re- <laughs> yeah. No, it has to stay forever. <laughs> Zioli drops two. We can relabel that one. Uh, oh, happy birthday to a great and loyal Zioli Army member, EJ Stokes. He is a great guy. He's a great friend. It's his birthday today. So I just tweeted him out. You know, EJ is, uh, he's always been a fantastic friend of the show. He's also an author as well. And uh, it's his birthday today. So good for EJ. Happy birthday. I don't know how old he is, but I'm sure that he's probably 40 or so. His Twitter handle is at National Parker 5. He has, on his Twitter handle, a picture of me and President Trump in the Oval Office as his picture on his Twitter. He's the author of the book, The Obama Years, Just the Facts. And it's his birthday today. So uh, good luck. Uh, Have a great day, buddy. Thanks, EJ, for all your loyalty. We appreciate it very, very much. EJ's a very nice guy. Very nice. uh, Kate May. He is a a sweetheart of a man. He really is a great guy. He's loyal to the core. You know, loyalty is everything. You know what I mean? Oh, shoot. Here uh, we go. Yeah, I'm waiting to hear what you're clicking. Santino, come here. What's the matter with you? I think your brain is going soft. From all that comedy you're playing with that young girl. Never tell anybody outside the family what you're thinking again. You see that? That's the way the Zuli army is, too. It's family. And if he crosses, we'll destroy you. <laughs> we'll destroy you. It's a nice sentiment. Period. Uh, 855-839-1210. So where, where was I going? I got distracted again. Oh, college campuses. Yeah, so there's a pro-Palestinian rally in New York City going on right now. I have some audio for you of, of the, the situation on college campuses. And again, you know, as a free speech absolutist, I'm going to be the last person to defend the rights of these idiots on college campuses, these, these Jew-hating idiots, because they have tried to shut down conservatives for years. For years and comedians and everybody else, and they get no sympathy from me, none whatsoever. I am not going to be defending their rights. Absolutely not. Why should I? 
they have been the first ones who've been out there on the front lines trying to shut down freedom of speech on college campuses over and over and over again on the idea that that you've got uh, people triggered by words on college campuses. So, I mean, even when you're agreeing with John Fetter person, you know that it's quite a day today. John Fetter person mocking pro-Palestinian activists. It's amazing. I mean, I got to give Fetter person credit for this. Uh, cut number four. That's why I'm here. She's why all of you are here. But moments later, he's interrupted by a protester. 4,000 plus dead children in Palestine. 9,000 plus dead civilians. Get off the stage. Get off the Then Fetterman says this. The joke, the joke is on you. I had a stroke. I can't fully understand what you're saying. The man is eventually escorted out by police as he tells the senator to go home. <laughs> That's very funny. That That's a good funny. line. Yeah. I made that a stroke. That's good. Good for him. Good for John Fetterperson. I got to give John Fetterperson props and I got to give George Norcross props today. What the hell kind of a day is it today? An upside down day. I mean, Fetterman actually has been pretty good standing up against those kind of pro Hamas lunatics. It's a couple times now where he's he stood his ground. I'm surprised pleasantly. Jokes on you. I had a stroke. I can't fully understand what you're saying. <laughs> it's a very good line. Good for him. I mean, uh, you know, I I call balls and strikes on this show, and that one was that was he got it over the plate. No no question about it. Excellent. Here is uh, this uh, billionaire hedge fund manager, Bill Ackman, tearing into Harvard's crackdown on free speech while concurrently protecting anti-Semitism. This is the point that I'm making here. These people have no right to scream about crackdowns on free speech when these colleges have been cracking down on freedom of speech for decades, for decades. So spare me. Spare me the fake little violin that you're playing over there. Cut number nine. One, free speech is critically important. And Harvard, unfortunately, has not been a bastion of free speech. Um, there was a survey by an independent organization that you know, looks into these issues on campus. And far, you know, Harvard was ranked last. Okay, they've, they've gotten worse in the last four years. But this year, they literally came in last out of 254 schools. And now the, the school is using, and the president is talking about how um, you know, free speech is so important, which is why we've done nothing uh, right. on, on, on students shouting free Palestine from the river to the sea, which is, is, a, is known. OK, you know, if, if people were talking about lynching members of the black community, that, that would not be permitted uh, speech on campus. We were saying, you know, let's throw out um, LGBTQ people. Let's let's, you know, throw them off this, you know, into the sea. I mean, we, we just that would not be permitted speech on Harvard. And I can't imagine me permitted speech elsewhere. And the fact that it's allowed to continue, okay, and the university does nothing, that's when, you know, what, what started out as legitimate criticism of Israel. There's nothing wrong with being critical of Israel, okay? And you should be able to say whatever you want, which is critical of Israel. It's another thing when you're talking about these, you know, eliminationist talk, right? Destroying a people, an ethnic group, okay? That's genocide. The other part of this is that when he, this, this uh, hedge fund manager is a billionaire, and this is his alma mater, Bill Ackman, when he talks about Harvard's diversity, equity, and inclusion program, uh, he learned something about this, about Harvard, part two. Again, I had never done, okay, I'd never run, I'd never read Harvard's DEI statement, 
I always thought of DEI was for all marginalized groups, okay? My ignorance, okay? But the the DEI program at Harvard is limited to specific groups and excludes others. If you're an Asian student that is a victim of prejudice at Harvard, you don't contact Harvard's DEI office, okay? They don't, they, don't, they don't work for you, okay? And that is really, really wrong. And by the way, the most marginalized group at Harvard probably in the last five years, to Joe's point, is probably someone with a, 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 a right-leaning opinion on an issue. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Let me just then, then bring that full circle here with the fact that Democrat power broker, South Jersey Democrat power broker George Norcross was on Newsmax today. Newsmax of all places. And pointing to the fact that the NFL uh, and the rent-a-cop thugs who booted him from the Eagles game, he went on with Rob Finnerty and Charla McBride and explained what happened. And he points out that the NFL has a policy where they stand with their favorite marginalized groups, too. Like, for example, uh, Ukraine, but not Israel. And it's amazing that today I, I have to, again, give props here. I have to save this, though, because I'm a little bit late for a break. But it, it is, again, the inconsistencies. If colleges had a policy that said you can come to college and say whatever you want. We believe in freedom of speech. We're universities. We're bastions of thought. Period. That's it. We don't mo- monitor. We don't censor. We don't say anything. But to, they don't do that. They are, they are the biggest critics in the world of speech. They shut down speech and they tell you it's our speech or it's no speech. And the NFL and Major League Sports in general, they're exactly the same way. So spare me the nonsense about how we don't want political statements at, at, at football games. Like, give me a break. You people pick and choose what you want, and everybody sees through it, and it's a bunch of BS. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Listen, NJ Diet's going to help you lose 40 days, 40 pounds, excuse me, not 40 days. You will, you will lose 40 pounds in 40 days. The days will fly by, that's for sure. And you will look and feel your best. 40 days to lose, 20 to 40 plus pounds. You will lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days with NJ Diet. They use your hair, saliva, and blood work to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get you and your body into the fat-burning zone. So you can finally lose that weight. Then, NJ Diet uses DNA info to help you keep the weight off. And best of all, it is contractually guaranteed. You are fully supervised the entire time to make sure you are burning fat and not just losing water. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Absolutely no shots, no hormones, no surgery. Locations are close by in King of Prussia, Newark, Delaware, and Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Call 855-5-NJ-DIET. 855-5-NJ-DIET or go to njdiet.com. njdiet.com and lose the weight for good just in time for the holidays, just in time for the ugly Christmas sweaters. People are going to be bulking up. You'll be looking your best. So start today, njdiet.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. You know, another thing that the feds do... By the way, um, what the feds do is they also intimidate banks into cutting you off as a customer. Uh, great piece about this from Reason.com today and J.D. Ticilli, who reported back in August how the Republicans in the House now, the Oversight Committee and the Weaponization Committee, are now looking into how the government has pressured banks to provide the feds with private information about January 6th protesters. 
As he wrote, the problem of banks conspiring with government against its customers is wider than any one incident. Jawboning is easily applied to any heavily regulated industry, including finance. It can also be used to encourage more than snooping, such as outright denial of service. Nearly two out of three people who earn, who earn money in the adult industry have lost a bank account or financial tool. And nearly 40% have had an account closed in the past year. And in addition, if you take out cash, you know, like to pay a contractor in cash, which is perfectly legal because cash is legal, the government doesn't like that. And they may pressure the bank to drop you as a customer. And of course, you know about the Obama administration's Operation Choke Point, under which federal agencies, including the Department of Justice and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the FDIC, leaned on banks to deny services to businesses, which the government officials didn't like, like dumb com- like uh, gun companies, for example, and oil companies. So we'll talk more about that. But this, this, the, the weaponization, this government, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's out of control. It's truly, truly out of control. Do I have, should I take a break here? I know we have Senator Testa joining us. Take a quick break. All right. I went a little long there. Let me take a quick break. We'll have Senator Mike Testa joining us. The latest on the uh, craziness in New Jersey, why this election is so important. And uh, in case you missed it, Professor Alan Dershowitz hammering Barack Obama. We have the audio. He said it on the show just a short time ago. It's election day. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 